Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. Happy Midnight's Day. Woo! I'm so excited. Me too. Oh, I'm so excited. my gosh. This album has been absolutely fire. And I'm just going to apologize in advance. If you hear purring in the mm-hmm. audio, um, it's it's my cat. He really enjoys Midnight's as well. And I think for like a Taylor Swift episode, it would only be appropriate if it was interrupted by cats. Purring because they love you. Yeah, exactly. He's purring on my lap because he loves me. Exactly. Well, I also apologize if you hear any like loud banging. Um, it's probably my kittens knocking things over in the other room because they're apparently entering that phase now. Oh yeah, so they're wild. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I've I've set up my recording space so that it's a bit of a vibe today. Excellent. I have a blanket on my lap in my comfy office chair. I have a candle. It smells like apple pie. Ugh. So, you know, we, we are, by the way, uh, we are recording this like the day before Halloween. So all of my setup's very fall-like, but an apple pie candle. And I have a decaf coffee in my Halloween mug. I love it that. Has, it's orange with a lot of bats on it and a crescent moon and stars. Amazing. You're definitely bringing the vibe today. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I feel like Taylor would appreciate it. So, Okay. Well, I've got the purring cat and then um, I had my tea today. I thought it was really appropriate. It's uh, a honey lavender rooibos. And like all day when I was thinking about it, I was just like, I'm going to have the lavender haze tea. And I'm like, Laura, it's not called lavender haze. Um, (laughs) But it just but in your heart it is. It is. So I, I will probably just call it lavender haze from now on. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just so appropriate, right? Like if you have a lavender tea, yes. You gotta listen to lavender haze. Exactly. Exactly. So first impressions of the album, what okay. were they? <sighs> <laughs> this one, this one is definitely her most personal album mm-hmm. ever. Um mm-hmm. I had a lot of fun listening to it, just kind of imagining like, okay, what were her thoughts when she was writing this? What was the event that she went through? Mm -hmm. Um, It was really like a great puzzle I found for listeners. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was my initial thought. I really kind of kept my personal shit out of it Mm -hmm. Um, until maybe like a – like I guess we're like a weekend now-ish. So – yeah, like I I had to finish Taylor's personal stuff and like now I'm kind of like, oh yeah, like I guess I could relate to it this way, but really I kind of kept the songs as Taylor's songs, not really trying to put my own lens on. Mm-hmm. So that that's my initial impression. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And you know, when we were talking about it too, like Folklore and Evermore and even Red, mm-hmm. we were able to apply so much of our own shit yeah. to it cuz well, Folklore and Evermore were there were stories absolutely like for characters so it was kind of made for you to apply yourself to it and red we've just had a lot of experiences that were exactly like that yeah like we could relate a lot with our younger love years but I was having this thought where you know she is talking about her past a lot in this album but from the perspective of a woman who's now 32 has had some separation between these events and can look at it from an adult perspective Mm -hmm. that I was almost like, I'm almost not at that point where I can visualize a lot of my experiences. 
in the way that she describes them, it was like, I was like, oh, a lot of my relationships up to this point felt very juvenile. Yeah. I can't, it's like almost like I don't want to apply my life to it. Exactly. I'm kind of the same way. Um, And I know you and I were joking about this when we were listening to the album on the first day. It was just like, wow, if we ever broke up with our current partners, this album would hit so hard. (laughs) Yeah. This album would destroy us. So yeah. And um, yeah, like the sound of the album, it definitely on first listen, I was kind of like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Like I was very um, shook by it. But over time, like once I kind of was like, oh, this is the route that she wants to go now. And I let myself really listen to what she was saying. And also I started to learn the words so I can sing along. I love it. Like every, even like songs that on first listen, I was like, eh, like I could take it or leave it mm-hmm. are like becoming my first one, my favorites. So yeah, this is definitely one you kind of had to like peel back, unwrap it and really sink into it gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, cause all the songs are, are awesome. You know, it's, yeah. it's pretty hard to criticize any of them, but, uh, yeah, I kind of was just like, I, I loved the opening of the album. Mm-hmm. It, it was amazing. And I found that there was like just a lot of play with instrumentals in this, mm-hmm. you know, like she brought in more trumpets and strings and then piano. And then it went like very, um, like almost techno, Mm-hmm. In a way, and I just love the range. You know, I think this is an album, especially after the release of the additional uh, seven songs. Mm-hmm. I think this one is an album that feeds everyone. Because um, I was a little disappointed to see some fans posting like, "Oh, this is like an album if you're like reputation lover," mm-hmm. you know, like all of those ones. But if you're like a folklore or, um, you know. Uh, fearless fan, um, it's not for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how dare you, first of all. The woman can release whatever she wants. But also, like, when we were gifted with seven additional songs, I'm just like, I could place these songs. Mm-hmm. Like, that could go on evermore. This one mm-hmm. could go on her debut album. You know, like, it was just – there was little pieces everywhere. And I think that was the point of this album. You know, it's 13 nights, and then we have, obviously, the additional – that mm-hmm. these were moments in her life. So it's, it's of course, going to sound a little bit like Red or it's going to sound a little bit like Reputation because these were when those moments took place. And I love that mm-hmm. she kind of played homage to those moments with the same sounds that mm-hmm. she was, um, was, was playing at that time, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. And like kind of jumping off of your, your disappointment there, um, just PSA guys, people are allowed to like not be in love with the album, mm-hmm. but still be Taylor Swift fans. Cause I've seen a lot where it's like, oh, you know, like Midnight's coming out really showed who are just folk- folklore and evermore stands and who is an actual Swifty. And it's just like people can be impartial to certain types of sounds and music. That doesn't mean they're not a fan of hers. Yeah. So, you know, nobody come at me, but I really needed to share that because I feel like there's just been a lot of. Just because I think this album is so different mm-hmm. from what she's done before, there's a lot of like lines being drawn in the sand of, if you don't like this one, you're not a real Taylor Swift fan and stuff. And I just, I don't think that's fair. So No, no, it's not because I think, like you just said, we all have a personal taste. Like, and I have albums and songs of hers that I like more than others because mm-hmm. of course I am, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so no, I think everyone got a little taste of, of what they needed mm-hmm. and overall excellent, excellent album, you know, instant classic. Yeah. Yeah. I'm honestly, it's slowly probably becoming my favorite she's ever done. So Ooh, those are big words. I, I know, I know, but I, I'll have to give some time, like ask me again in like a year. Yes. After I've had some time to sit with it. And you know, like when a new one comes out, like that's literally all you listen to Yep. for a while. I think that's the stage I'm in where I'm like, yeah, it's my favorite because I'm not listening to any other albums of hers. Once I start getting it into the rotation, mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll yes. See. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Like for me, Evermore still the one that I'm just like, you know what? I need to sit and just listen to this album all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's still love it. that's still my album. And like there's songs on Red that I absolutely love. Like, don't get me wrong, but the one that I'm just like, I need to sit and feel something, it's Evermore. So I, I agree with that. that like Evermore you take that as you will. Yeah. Evermore is still my no skips album. Oh, yeah. And even like sometimes with this one, I really love all the songs, but if I'm driving, I'm like, eh, I don't really want to listen to this one right now. Yeah, I'm kind of at that th- that stage too. Like I'm settling into like, okay, these are like my core. That yeah, like, if I'm driving and I'm in this mood, I need to listen to these songs. But like Evermore, I start it with Willow and I listen to it in order all the way through, and yeah, I cry yeah. the whole time. Absolutely. Oh, okay. and I have to just say, I was at yoga this morning, and um, in my class, Coney Island was playing. <gasps> Oh, the at the yoga studio that we go to? Oh my yes. god. I picked the wrong class to go to. Apparently. You should have come today, not yesterday. It was a moment and I was just like, this is happening. Was I'm it doing a yoga like, on the island? This is this is the best. I was mean. it like the vibe and flow class that we were talking about? Was it vibe and flow? No, no, no. This was no. soul flow. So like of course a soul flow class is gonna have some evermore on it all right so apparently we just have to go to soul flow yep. classes also like maybe for like the vibe and flow classes we'll just go in and be like on special request can you please play taylor swift's discography thank you thank you yes um we're thank in the era now if you don't mind yeah you know i mean after yesterday when one girl was like i would like to make requests to do hip openers which i did not i didn't know you sent to yeah um i would like to be able to request that they just play Taylor Swift. That seems like a fair trade. Yeah. And honestly, the people in that class, I'm like, they would also love this. I just, I just know. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So, I, Rachel, we need to get into it. We got a lot of stuff to go through. It's oh. been like 12 minutes already. So, oops. Okay. Lavender Haze. Oh. oh my gosh. Okay. I have to set the scene. Um, so, it's the morning of October 21st. It's 6 30. It's blackout. And I've got a two-hour drive ahead of me. Nice. I get nice. in the car. I have a tea with me. And I turn this album on. And mm. this is the song that starts. Oh, my God. Instantly obsessed. I was like, I'm done. This is great. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Love and especially it. that opening with, like, the Meet Me at Midnight. I'm like, oh. Yeah. It's delicious. It was amazing. It is. It is. I'm really like my theory is that if she doesn't open her tour with this song, which I think she probably will, because I think for Red and 1989 and Reputation, I think she all opened with the opening song on the mm-hmm. album she was touring. 
But I can also see it being a mashup with I Think He Knows because when you go into the chorus, they just – honestly, sometimes I start think, singing I Think He Knows in my head. Mm. Yeah, and the funny thing is like I was trying to figure out why I Think He Knows kept popping up in my head for the past week. This is There you why. go. This is so true. Yes, definitely. And this is where I found a lot of the songs like um, – they they can easily like cross over into different albums and mm-hmm. I really heard a lot of like similar instrumentals coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like this one could have definitely opened up Lover as well if it was written like three years ago. Yes. But um you and know, in true- for the time period, you know, talking about how it's gonna yes. sound like when these like these these moments took place. Mm-hmm. This is a this is lover, this song. Yes. Definitely. And, you know, in true Taylor Swift episode fashion, um, I have like eight lyrics per song. I'm overestimating, but I do have two Mm -hmm. favorites for this one. Are we ready to share them? Well, let's talk about the meaning a little bit first. So um, Taylor first heard the phrase on Mad Men, love that show, of Lavender Hayes meaning being in love. And Honestly, I can just picture, okay, if you've watched Mad Men, um, Peggy Olsen and Joan Harris, two rock stars on that show, mm-hmm. I just imagine them being in 1950 and rocking out to this song because they were two women who were really trying to stand out mm-hmm. be like, no, I'm not going for the traditional marriage and kids. I'm like, I'm a working woman and I've got my own stuff going on. I have my man over there, but like I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. So that's what I really like loved about this song it kind of brought that feel of mm-hmm. Mad Men forward and um yeah so that that's kind of the meaning I got behind it obviously I think this is a Joe song yes pretty obvious and it's really about their relationship with the media and dodging weird rumors about her and Joe mm-hmm. um and it was just them like really trying to stay very private to stay in this quote unquote lavender haze. You know, Taylor's under scrutiny. Joe is handling it beautifully. And the media is bringing up her history. And, you know, you weren't even listening. So Mm -hmm. that's where I really just like love that it's honoring him being like, you know, you're just ignoring all the outside shit. And Mm -hmm. we are just in this relationship together. Um, And then the second part of the song, it's really like kind of out to the media and the world because it's just like, you know, talk your talk, let it go viral. I'm just focusing on this love. And then Mm -hmm. like, okay, you have to get it off your chest. Well, you know what? Just do it because I got to get it off my desk. Mm -hmm. So I really love that song for that. Yeah. And I I do love – well, one of my favorite lyrics kind of ties into this, but just the cheeky references to how obsessed everyone is about whether or not they're engaged. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I love how she's mentioning it in a song where she's just like, I no, like it's not really their business. And like, well, I'll just throw it in like my favorite lyric in that regard is all they keep asking me is if I'm going to be your bride. The only kind of girl they see is a one night or a wife. Yes. Because I just, it's so true where it's like I think we're entering a time in the world where you know there's a lot more women in successful places in power mm-hmm. but the second like you're with somebody it's always when are you getting married oh well even for a common exactly person, like for everyone like I I face this you know I've been in a long-term relationship and everyone's just like oh no engagement ring yet 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> like it's something to be ashamed about. Oh, yeah. Like, and it's like, it's not really in what we want to do right now. Yeah, exactly. So, but I, I do also love it too because the way she says it through the song is just like, it's not your business. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm engaged or not, I probably won't tell you. <laughs> yeah. And that actually just ties into a point I wanted to make um, that I love the reversal on damned if you do, damned if you don't with the I'm damned if I give a damn what they say. Yes. Because she's acknowledging, she's just like, if I listen to all this noise, it will destroy me and it will destroy mm-hmm. this relationship. Exactly. And also if she does kind of retaliate against rumors, mm-hmm. then the media is going to come for her even harder. Yeah, absolutely. So she's just like, you know what? I just need to ignore all of it mm-hmm. and just live in this this haze. Yeah. Um, so my favorite line, I'll just throw it in here, mm-hmm. is talk your talk, go viral. I just need this love to spiral. <laughs> I just oh, – there's I, I mean, there's so many. I had a really hard time picking one line in this song, but just something about that line, I'm just like, oh, yes. <laughs> so good. Uh all right, Maroon. Maroon. This one gets me. This is a sad, sexy song, and I'm kind of dubbing mm-hmm. this album this sad, sexy album. Yes, yes. So, all right, I'm just going to like toss it out here. We both agree this is about Jake, right? Yeah, this, this is, is very red. Song. Absolutely. This is very red era. Try and change my and, mind. Yeah, no, it's, it's literally Maroon is a shade of red. I'm just yes. whatever. Um, but I was thinking about it on my drive today where I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if this was one of the first songs that she wrote mm. for this album. Her and Jack had mostly written the album when their partners were filming a movie, which I had seen somewhere was kind of like November, December mm. of last year, which was tail end, like she had just released Red, Taylor's version. And she was singing like all too well Tenement version, like every day. Yep. And like really in that space that I I could see like this song being inspired by going back to that mindset of this is what how I was uh, like a decade ago and these were my feelings mm-hmm. and looking at it from an adult perspective. Yes. So I think that's where this song stemmed from for sure. Yeah, I kind of get the same uh, feeling as you. I found a lot of similarities between Red and All Too Well, like the, the songs and mm-hmm. – um, you know, in red, uh, it's it's very like bright and vibrant because like this is happening and um, it's so current to her emotions. But now, mm-hmm. again, going back to that adult perspective, now he's a darker shade. Like it's dulled now, and mm-hmm. showing her maturity and growth. Um, so that's where I kind of felt like you know, okay, there was like red and then maroon. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of that old red. Yeah. And just, um, this isn't really my favorite. I do have like one favorite line that I'll share mm-hmm. later, but like the whole bridge where she's saying like, I wake with, uh, the weight of your memory over me, mm-hmm. uh, or I wake with the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. yeah like that's a real fucking legacy. I honestly, I put that down and I put, that's all too well right there. Yes. And like, why, you know, I remember it all too well. Exactly. Of, of his legacy. And why I like it is it ties in so nicely to the 10-minute version where, like, the song is starting to fade mm-hmm. at the end. Remember, like, the memory's kind of fading? Yes. But it's still there. Yes. But it's only something that comes 
at night, like when you kind of wake up in the middle of the night and then the thought crosses your mind. Cause like, I know that's happened to me mm-hmm. before with people that like, I don't think about. No. But the memory is still there and you can recall those moments in time that were impactful, but not necessarily the entire relationship anymore. Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that because out of the blue or out of the maroon, however we want to put this, this song reminded me of someone I have not thought about in almost 10 years. Literally, you mentioned the name of this person. I was like, who the fuck? I know. You didn't even know who he was. And you're like, who the fuck was that? And I'm like, just don't ask. But like, (laughs) listen to the song. That Mm -hmm. was, that was the relationship. (laughs) And I was like, wow, Taylor, you've been spying on me again. Um, (laughs) You know, so I I won't elaborate on that relationship. It's not Mm -hmm. even worth it. But um, yeah, I just thought it was really funny. I was just like, I wonder how he's doing. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those moments. And um, before we move on to favorite lyrics, I just kind of want to throw in a couple other definitions for maroon. Like, obviously, there is red color of red Mm -hmm. and then of course there's like to be marooned which is Mm -hmm. leaving someone trapped and isolated and then in britain it's also a firework that makes a loud bang and i found that very reminiscent to the song red yeah because it was like you know like faster than the wind you know passionate as sin and i was just like oh wow like it was just like this like came on so quickly and it was so elaborate mm-hmm. and loud and and colorful and then it was mm-hmm. gone. So Taylor. She's been, That's inter- she's been I reading like that. Thesaurus again. <laughs> she's been reading the the the, the, the Thoris. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I know I could never write a song like hers. I can't even say that word. Right. Um okay, so I'm going to like throw up my favorite line here. And this is literally my favorite line on the whole damn album. So I stand by it. Still, it was my favorite when I first listened. Still is. And that's carnations you had thought were roses. That's us. And that is just such a, you know, that's an evermore line right there. Mm -hmm. It gets me. And I think like why I love that line so much is it's so you know, reminiscent of that time in her life. And like, when you listen to like, um, the moment I knew and stuff like that, like that yes. line belongs there. Yeah, it does. But you know, like you have a specific person that gets brought up for you with this, but for me, like, it just reminds me of everybody, uh, especially through college that I was with before I met my current partner mm-hmm. where it was always kind of something where at the time it seemed so perfect and magical and right but in the end they were carnations instead of roses Mm, yes I love that so I really I think that's why it sticks with me is it's like such a interesting way to like compare a relationship to a physical thing yeah where it's like you know everything seems right but in the end like you were wrong Mm -hmm. about it so yeah that's that's my semi-fully formed thought about that line. I love it. Yeah, so mine is the rust that grew between telephones. Oh. I don't – there's just – it's one of those lines, and you know, I always seem to pick these lines where I'm just like, it just sounds so good. It that Have like no meaning that <laughs> to was why I love this line. It just sounds so good. Even when I took the first listen through on the album, 
that was the line that stood out to me mm-hmm. in this song because I'm like, wow, that is just so interesting. I don't know. I'm just fascinated by this one line. I, I'm i with you there. That's one of my favorite lines too. That's probably my second favorite. Yeah. Because again, a great example or a great way to play on words where, you know, towards the end of the relationship or the relationship's over, you stop calling mm-hmm. each other. And, you know, that connection that was so strong is so rested now. Yeah. So, oh my God, makes me feel things. Feels. All right. Antihero. This is my song right now. I feel like it's very relatable for a lot of people. Yeah. We all have these thoughts mm -hmm. in some form or fashion. Yeah. So, you know, I think this song is about Taylor and her internal – thoughts and I know you agree um I have a complaint to make not about her but about society I think I'm very disappointed with the world that she really has opened up about her issues with her eating disorder in this album and showed it and and like made a reference to it in the music video Mm -hmm. and everybody got up in flames that she edited the music video so that it doesn't show that part. And I don't think that's fair to her because I think that probably took a lot for her to make a direct reference to it. And then it got skewed into something it was not at all. Mm-hmm. And again, goes to show what the media does. Just saying. Yeah. Like I, I get it. I get where people are coming from and why they cut it because they they kind of took it as like a personal attack on them. Mm-hmm. But the song itself, it's, it's about self loathing and her insecurities and so yeah like she was just showing like hey this is what I see Mm -hmm. in the mirror like even in the song she's just like I'll stare directly at the sun but never in the mirror Mm -hmm. and that's what she's referencing to so yeah it's kind of like that limiting creative expression um Mm -hmm. which I which I totally get but then I feel like there's like so many other music videos out there that are showing like um, you know, sexual violence and and mm-hmm. that. And I'm just like, how come those are never like cut? edited? So, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because like Taylor's so big mm-hmm. that, you know, she's just like people are more inclined to take it down mm-hmm. and going to like the, I don't know, really sexualized videos. I'm thinking of like videos from the 2000s. And everything. <laughs> we need to go like, back and edit those. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, okay. Like I ah, just, it, it Seems a little like singular, but like I, I get it, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah. So this song, another upbeat one with um, really sad lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm crying, but I'm having fun about it. Yeah. Like, you know, she's mentioning like, okay, like I, I hear what people say about me. You know, is the person I love going to leave me? I don't feel like I'm a real person. Everyone thinks I'm a snake. And actually mm-hmm. there was like a reference to the snake in the lyric where she um, kind of prolongs like a hiss mm-hmm. in there, if anyone caught that. So, you know, it's 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 kind of hard because she's like, she's like, guys, I am a real person still. Mm-hmm. Like, even though it doesn't seem like it, like I I have all these thoughts and they're very like dangerous thoughts. And you know, I'm not just this like bulletproof thing. Exactly. Exactly. 
So I have two favorite okay. lyrics from here. Yes. And I don't know why. This one just kills me, and it makes me laugh, too, in the video. When my depression works a graveyard shift, all of the people I've ghosted stand there in the room. <laughs> I laugh and so hard. I know. <laughs> and I think it's in floral bed sheets with sunglasses on. I'm just like, <laughs> these would be Taylor's ghosts. I love it. <laughs> and... um my other, it like it just kind of reminded me of our like dating trends episode when we were talking about like ghosting. Yes, people, it just it killed me. Yeah. Um, and then my second is I should not be left to my own devices. They come with prices and vices. I end up in crisis, and I'm like, fair, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. And um, I just want to address one of the, the lyrics, and it's that um, that sexy baby reference because yes. a lot of people are being like what what does she mean by that like it's kind of a weird thing to say and it's actually a reference to a 30 rock episode and it's just how she feels like everyone is more attractive than she mm-hmm. is and more delicate than yeah. she is and she's just like I like she's like I don't think I'm like you know quote unquote pretty or pretty enough for mm-hmm. like you know people aren't gonna like me enough so that I just yeah. wanted to throw that in there in case anyone's wondering I'm like why did she say uh, everyone's a sexy baby <laughs> like it's, yeah but that that's where it comes from um so my favorite lines um I love the midnights become my afternoons that's a nice one it's just a visual for me I love it and then um the little like back echo of tale as old as time mm-hmm. beauty and the beast reference it is it's great I love it love it um, but then my real favorite line is pierced to the heart, but never killed. Mm. I think that's just such a great way that she's summarizing, like all these people are taking shots at me and, you know, it, it's kind of like that reference of like, oh, like words don't kill, but like mm-hmm. it, it, it's piercing her through the heart and she's taking them personally. Yeah. I, I do have like another kind of, um, it's not really like a favorite, but just the, the visuals it gives me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like right before that line. And it's um, too big to hang out. Yes. And I've that one just hits me every time because I'm sure like with the level of fame and just recognition that she's now at, she can never really know who's there mm-hmm. to be her friend. And, you know, I'm sure there's times where, like, you know, she'd love to just, like, connect with a fan on the street and not have it be, like, a big deal or, you know, connect with somebody new and not have it end up in the media or be able to actually trust the people she's meeting as friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just – it really, like, kind of makes me sad because, like, she wanted this life, Uh but the things that come with it are so, like, hurtful. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, it, that line was also making me think about like, like Taylor Swift doesn't go to the grocery store. No. Right? She doesn't go out for coffee. Um, you know, things that we do every day or with our friends or family, like that we don't even think about. She can't do mm-hmm. those things. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's like just highlighting that. And uh, the song being like that upbeat with the sad lyric is really reminiscent, I find, of like the I knew you were trouble. Because mm-hmm. I know in that breakdown, when we were like, we're like, oh, yeah, it's a good song. It's upbeat. And then when we were reading the lyrics, we're like, oh, shit. This is sad. <laughs> this is awful. This is so sad. <laughs> um, so, yeah, another one of those songs where she's just like, I'm trying to tell you that things are wrong. 
but like I'm a pop star, so I need to be like happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of love that this is the single on the radio right yeah. now. I think it's very on trend with other songs that are out and the um, the Victoria's Secret song is is coming to mind here where mm-hmm. just like artists are coming out saying like, oh my God, like I just feel all these pressures and and this is what I'm actually thinking. Mm-hmm. So well done. Well done, Taylor. Okay. Excellent music video. Hilarious. Yeah, it, is. it is. She is right uh, when she is like, I think this is one of the best songs I've ever written. I agree. I agree too. I agree. All right. Snow on the Beach. Featuring Lana Del Rey. Featuring Lana Del Rey. Sort of. Oh my God. Okay. Say your piece. <laughs> what do you have to say here? Oh, actually I don't. I'm more just making a reference to the ongoing jokes. I think yeah. that um, – I think that – I, I would have liked maybe if she did like had a couple verses like Phoebe Bridgers did on um, Nothing New. But I do think that the way that Lana's voice is, it was the perfect ethereal backing. Mm, that's exactly the thing I have this here. This song. And like my favorite part is towards the end um, where there's kind of like a pause in the music. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in with that big like, and we're falling like, that's like, my favorite part, but just because her voice fits that. Yes. Like, you it, know what I mean? It's the entire song. Um, and I, I really wasn't surprised that Landel Ray did not have a huge part on the song mm-hmm. because I found most of the features that Taylor does, the, the vocals are very blended to enhance the song, not necessarily to stand out. Um, mm-hmm. And I think why a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, like, you can't hear her. Um, it's because we had Phoebe Bridgers as the last yes. uh, vocal feature, and her voice is is so different that mm-hmm. you know, she can't sing like Taylor, and Taylor can't sing like her. But yes. um, for this song, Lana is there to be like a guide of the essence mm-hmm. of the song, um, and she does make it kind of otherworldly because that's mm-hmm. that's her thing, and and Taylor's like going there with her. Mm-hmm. So I just I thought it was a really if you listen closely like I can tell the difference between their voices and this reminds me of another breathy track um, which is my tears ricochet off the folklore album and I think the song could easily fit onto folklore. Hmm. I agree. Yeah. And um, I know one thing I I definitely did as I went on Google and I was mm-hmm. just like who's Janet. <laughs> who is janet who the hell is janet um so i found out who janet was everyone who is it uh it's janet jackson oh i love it you no know, and it's actually a very cute way that that taylor kind of gave her a shout out in her song because in 2009 after the whole kanye west incident mm-hmm. um taylor you know was was upset she went back to her hotel room and there were flowers waiting for her from Janet Jackson. Aww. And just like a little note saying, you know, like, you know, keep your head up and, you know, you deserve this. Mm-hmm. I love that uh, Taylor slipped that into, into a song. So cute. Yes. So let's move into more of the meaning of this song. So it's, it's really about like the weird, amazing feeling of falling in love. And mm-hmm. I heard rumors of Joe – Again, I'm just like – I found like everyone was just like, this song's about Joe. And I'm like, not all 13 songs can be about Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so my theory is Joe Jonas. 
Oh, yes. So let me let me just explain. Um, you know, Joe was the fearless era. And if you listen to the songs like Superstar and Untouchable, I found this song could easily relate to those ones because it's um it's early in her career for her and it's like a it's an early relationship with someone who is like very untouchable and very mm-hmm. large, which Joe Jonas was, you know, he mm-hmm. was bigger than Taylor at the time. Mm-hmm. And it, I think her having that feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm with this person who I thought I could never be with because, you know, I was the girl down in the audience looking up to him, you know, referencing to superstar. Mm-hmm. It's like surreal. Yeah. Her. So I get that. I can see yeah. that. Yes. And I'll just, I'll just lead into like, okay, so actually what are your thoughts first, Rachel, before I kind of go um, any further? Honestly, I just, I'm just here with lyrics and vibes. Awesome. Okay. You definitely came with like your notes. I, I can see that with this song. I kind of just, I didn't apply it to a particular person. Mm-hmm. I think it could be applied to anyone that she's fallen in love with. Yes. In yeah, the past. I definitely got that as well. I wasn't super like into like all the songs mm-hmm. on Fearless. Um, so I haven't like directly listened to those two yeah. songs uh, very recently, but you making the comparisons to them now, I can, I get you. Yeah. I so I, I ask people, you know, listen to the song, go back and listen to Superstar and Untouchable and just kind of see what feels right about that. And then mm-hmm. um, it kind of relates into my favorite lines. So it's the stars by the pocket full you wanting me tonight feels impossible. And I think that relates perfectly to the line from, um, I'm pretty sure it's superstar here. Uh, it's like a million little stars spelling out your name. Say that mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So I do not, I just was just like, Ooh, that's just really close <laughs> to mm-hmm. it. That's a good point. So yeah. What nice. are, what's your favorite line? My favorite line, because I find it really funny, is, and my flight was awful. Thanks for asking. I'm unglued. Thanks to you. Because like, what a mood. What a mood. That is such a mood. I, it really is because it's like, I think that just perfectly describes like when you are falling for somebody and you don't really know if you're going to be with them, mm-hmm. that you're just reeling all the time about it being like, oh, is it like a, is it going to happen? Is it not? That like, she has a terrible flight because she's unglued. And uh, that just really gets me. Yeah. It made me laugh. Love it. Love it. And like, I can just imagine like them texting her asking like, oh, how is your flight? Mm-hmm. And she just answers like, oh yeah, good, fine. But this is what she's actually thinking. Yes. I thought so. about you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like it kind of sucked actually. So. Okay. Track five. Uh, you're on your own, kid. I'm not going to lie. I didn't get this song. For the first few listens, mm-hmm. but the longer I've had to sit with it, the more I feel a little bit attacked and sad. Yes. Yes. I yes. think this is a brilliant track five. It is. Song. Um, and it's very tricky because the vibe of it is fairly upbeat. Yes. That you really have to sit and listen and be like, what is she actually saying? Yeah. This is another one. You got to sit with it. You got to unpack it a little bit. Even on the first listen, though, I had like a little little tear rolling down the mm-hmm. cheek because I was like, oh my God, this is just 
really sad. And um, mm-hmm. it kind of hit me in a couple ways too. So, you know, it's really highlighting all the battles and steps she's had to take to get herself where she is today. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it all starts with like the unrequited love, you know, but, you know, she wants to leave her town and pursue her her career, but she's just like, if he wanted me though, like I would stay. Yeah. Um, and then there's like her up against beauty standards with like better bodies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's trying to fit in by hosting parties. And then it's addressing her eating disorder through the starve my body. And then it's really just like she's blowing up and she's growing distant now from friends, from home. But then, you know, she's burned by her label and, and the media and everything. But then like the part that gets me is when she's realizing that, you know what, they're trying to destroy me, but I can still write songs. I can still, Mm -hmm. I have my talent and no one can ever take that away from me. So it's her realizing it that, you know, she can do this all on her own. So I kind of think about the song, that moment right before Lover, I would say in between Reputation and Lover, where she's like, you know what? No, I'm going out on my own and I'm going to re-release all of my old albums because Mm -hmm. I can and Mm -hmm. I'm going to own all of my own work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's really if you listen to the bridge, um, it, it really gets me because it's actually her saying that she's going through all of these eras. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a brilliant song. I think it's really brilliant. I agree. Yeah, because it's just it's just a girl trying to find herself, realizing she's not special, yet pushing <sighs> forward and doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, that ties in perfectly to my first favorite line. Well, go for it. <laughs> Uh, I searched the party of better bodies just to learn that my dreams aren't rare. Oh, and I'm like, oh, fuck. Same. Same. Well, that's kind of the thing is like, I know like we're kind of like, there's a lot of songs that we haven't been applying like our personal mm-hmm. stuff to. But as I listen to this, like it tracks my experience through university yes. and college. And it just like each verse is like a year yeah. for me, I guess. And, like, I think that's kind of the th- – like, the I always – for a while, I wasn't sure if she was say, actually saying better bodies, and I searched the party. But when I did look it up and I found that that was the case, I was like, oh, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Because especially when you're young, like, you're always comparing yourself to everybody else around you. Yep. And then my our second favorite is – Because there were pages turned with the bridges burned, everything you lose is a step you take. Mm. Which I think just goes to show how much she's learned. Yeah. And how much you learn through like your 20s and entering into your 30s and such where, you know, the first time you get your heart broken, it's the worst thing. Mm -hmm. Like you think you're going to die basically and like you're never going to be happy again. But over time, like you really start to learn like every time a chapter closes – another door is being opened and space needs to be made for me to take that step. Yes. And also through that, that part of the bridge there. And it, it kind of reminded me of just like, this is her going back now and like getting the vault tracks mm-hmm. together and writing, you know, and it's, it's her discovering like, no, this is all still here. I've always had it mm-hmm. and, and I can do it. Um, so my favorite line, another one just because I kind of love it, is the, I see the greatest 
escape so long Daisy May, I picked the petals he loved me not. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I don't know, I guess I kind of have like a little feeling towards this, you know, being young and dreaming. Um, and like I used to, you know, pick daisies and do the he loves me, he loves me not type of thing. But then it's realizing, mm-hmm. you know what, my dreams are bigger than this. And yeah. I can I can go after them and, and really make something of mm-hmm. myself. So I don't know. I just I love that line. I love so many of the lines, but I, I really try to keep it down to one. Um, and you heard it here first, people. Well, maybe not. But I have a theory that Daisy May may be Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' unborn child. Oh. So we'll check back in a couple months and uh, see if, if that was correct. Just because she's she's made a habit of dropping names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, who knows? Maybe her name's Janet, but like <laughs> <laughs> it could either be Janet or Daisy May. We'll find yeah. out. Yeah. So this will be this will be interesting to find out if that's if that's little Daisy May. That would be so cute about there. Um, yeah, that's that's all I have for track five. I I love it as a as a track five. Like it's it's definitely mm-hmm. up there for me. And it's sneaky. It is sneaky. It's very sneaky. Yeah. You know. Oftentimes when the track five starts, you're like, oh, this is gonna break me. Mm-hmm. Where this one, I was just like, what? And then and then I really listened and I was just like, oh, okay. Just break my heart in two. Yep. Yeah. All right. Midnight. Midnight rain. Midnight rain. Midnight rain. Oh my god, another sexy sad song. And so I'm just gonna say good. it. I know Rachel, you have other theories, kinda, um, mm-hmm. on this one, but I am a full-on believer that this is a Taylor Lautner song, mm-hmm. and Taylor Lautner deserves a kick-ass song on this album. He does. Yes, and and I was listening to this, and then we were getting ready for this episode, and I had a whole Twilight saga last night. Um, <laughs> and I was like, just, it's definitely about Taylor Lautner. I know, and I'm watching New Moon. I'm like, oh, there's the reference there. <laughs> like. He's jumping into water. He's jumping, jumping into, the water. into the ocean. <laughs> I know. And like, and and when she's in the truck with him, mm-hmm. and um, she's and, and Bella is leaning on him, and she's just like, "You're like your own son." And I was like, "Oh, <gasps> <gasps> all right." <laughs> so losing it, losing it. And he was also walking like a montage. So yeah, I'm a so, full fledged Taylor Lautner. Was Midnight Rain just about their relationship, or is it actually about Twilight? Discuss. You know what? <laughs> the more references I found, I'm just like, I feel like Taylor just wrote a song about Twilight. Maybe she did. Hey, Maybe you know what? She, she was of the Twilight era. I was like the perfect age for Twilight as well. Mm-hmm. In it's like, such a good time. In high school. So I would not be surprised if she was a Twilight. What were they called? Twilighters? Twilight? Twihards. Twihards? Yes. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> It, that's what they were called. That's wrong. I'm pretty sure. I know it does sound weird, but I'm pretty sure they were Twihards. Okay. I was calling them Twilighters. Um, Twilighters. Yeah, that one sounds a bit less gross for some reason. Yes. Yes. Um, and so I'll just I'll just finish up on my little soapbox here. Um, if you're still debating on the Taylor Lautner thing, there is the reference to peppermint candy. Mm-hmm. Um, reference to song back to December, Christmas time. That's and um, obviously, ocean montage, sun references, all in New Moon. And uh, thank you. I will step off my my soapbox. <laughs> so I do see where you're coming from. Um, also, I 
I know that's kind of a debate of if it's about Taylor Lautner or Tom Hiddleston. I don't think it's about Tom Hiddleston. I don't think so either because it's too new in her career because she's out making her own name. Yeah, like she was pretty much like – she was huge by when her and Tom were dating. Yeah. So I get where you're coming from, but I think this song ties in uh, really well for me to one of the Fearless Vault tracks, Mm -hmm. We Were Happy. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I listened to we, I mean, maybe I could be totally wrong, and I'm sure somebody will tell me. But like, I when I listened to We Were Happy, I still think it was about somebody from her hometown. Yes, that you know wanted, like, knew they wanted that life, wanted to marry her one day, etc. Mm-hmm. And I think this was I. It ties in where this is like the adult version of that, where she, you know she has left that person, but is looking back later. So I think it's just about somebody that we don't even know about. Yeah, I would, her past. I, I, I would support that as well. Yeah, because like, you know, I think at the time with Taylor Lautner, he was also really getting involved in his career. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I, I don't like think after, he was being like, we should get married. Well, I don't you know, because he was such a nice guy. So like, I feel and, – and he kind of stepped away from Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, because I think he was really in like – just the the amount of success that Twilight had and everything that came from it. Like you you hear from Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart, they're just like, hey, like it was a little much. You know? Yeah. So I think like all those stars were like they you kind of all saw them step back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just wouldn't be surprised if Taylor was one who's just like, you know what? Not for me. <laughs> I get you. Yeah. I get you. I think like if if we were happy the vault track was not released, I would be 100% with you. Yeah. Oh, no. And I, I support you on that. I still think there there could be someone you know, maybe from Nashville mm-hmm. you know, right before she really hit it big. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely support that. Could you imagine being that dude too, if that is the case? Just like, fuck yeah, I'm on a Taylor Swift album. Yeah, I know. I'd be like, I'm going to fucking ride this. <laughs> He's just like, oh, I haven't thought about her except when she's on TV and now because there's a song about me. Um, So I have – I had to uh, really take it down because – on the favorite lyrics because otherwise I was going to say the whole song. Yeah, I struggled. Yeah. So my favorite is, so I peered through a window, a deep portal, time travel, all the love we unravel, and the life I gave away. Mm, So (laughs) good. What's yours? Uh, So mine's the chorus. Just the whole mood. Just, just the I, chorus. I love see, it. I knew you were going to say that, so I just didn't do it. Yes. Do you want me to I read the whole like, chorus? Or did everyone knows the chorus. Yes. Yep. It was awesome. Oh, I, I love it. It's it. iconic. <laughs> so good. Yes. All right. All right. Question. <laughs> dot dot dot. Question mark. Um. First, I, I gotta say. So- first, sorry. I just I gotta say it yes. starts off with I remember. From Out of the Woods so on 1989. And uh, this song could also easily fit onto 1989. Mm-hmm. And I just – I feel like maybe she was sampling what's to mm-hmm. come on that. I think so. Because she definitely wasn't using the old masters for for that I remember. Nope. I'm 100% with you. And speaking of 1989, I think this is about Harry Styles. I'm with you. Yep. Absolutely with you. And I have also heard theories that it is potentially about Carly Kloss. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not I'm not against uh, 
this theory, but only because like Taylor has come out and said she's like, no, we didn't have a relationship, whether they did or not. Like, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just I I acknowledge that it's out there, but like for me, it it just ties a little too close. Mm-hmm. Harry Styles, I think, like they were both huge. Um, yeah. at the same time and it was just like their lives were too conflicting yet it just it felt really fun like it felt like they had mm-hmm. a very fun relationship that like maybe wasn't the most serious yeah going on and it's like if they tried to make it more serious like that's when like all the conflict came mm-hmm. yeah I agree and I think too with what I know of their relationship and like what she wrote for 1989 and such. I feel like he is the type of person where she could call him up and be like, Hey, I was thinking about this. What do you think? Mm -hmm. You know, like I think they could have that kind of um, really direct conversation. Yeah. But not in a way that has all this baggage, you know, it's more like, I just kind of want to know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I have a, I have a favorite line. Do you have a favorite line? Yeah, I do. All right. So mine is, because I don't remember who I was before you, painted all my nights a color I've searched for since. Nice. That's a good one. Nice. What's yours? Did you leave her house in the middle of the night? Oh. Mm. And this this one actually reminds me of, of someone personal. Um, mm. I'm not going to elaborate anymore. There's probably enough episodes. Maybe someone could guess it. Go but, back to like, you know, our other Taylor Swift ones. Yeah. Yeah. It'll probably come up. But just that leaving her house in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Dot, dot, dot. Next song. Gotcha. Vigilante shit. <laughs> Definition of a bad bitch song. It is. Okay. So I have a weird, and no one has said this okay. to my knowledge. I just have a weird theory um, just with the vibe of the music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think this, I don't, I don't think it's based on this, but I think her idea for this song was inspired by the most by the Batman, the most recent what? release of it. What? I know it's, it's okay. Very weird. I don't watch Batman, so you gotta go. Okay, well, here. it's kind of hard to say, but the um, just the vibe of the song yes. is very reminiscent of the score of that movie. Okay, and Zoe Kravitz plays Catwoman. Oh, in the Batman. Yeah, and Zoe Kravitz. I'm pretty. sure, I think it was Lavender Hayes. She's a uh, credited writer on this album hmm. and they're actually very not on this song but they're actually very good friends and i can't remember when the batman came out but taylor like posted about it being like oh this was super like such a good movie go see zoe kind of thing yes um so yeah i think it's about i think it was inspired by the batman i do okay. not think it's about the batman but may, may i elaborate on this then yes okay so during covid uh, Zoe and Taylor were in the same um, uh, bubble, and I believe it was Zoe who they need, she needed help doing like promotional pictures, pictures or something like that, and she wanted to have someone who she trusted. And mm-hmm. that someone was Taylor. See, yeah, you know I think I'm on there, to something. There could be some weight to that theory. I think I'm on to something. Yeah, someone let us know if they also thought of that because I certainly mm-hmm. didn't. But I don't watch uh, Batman, Just so. Like- just watch, like, if you watch the trailer mm-hmm. of it, I think they play some of the score in it. I could be very wrong, but I think – or just look up, like, the Batman score. Okay. And you'll get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. All right. Yes. Well, I found a lot of parallels to Look What You Made Me Do on the mm-hmm. Reputation album. 
And also if you watch the lyric video though, um, you get the same feel of mad woman. I get that. Yeah. Did you, did you get that too? And, I get that. Um, it's like the pop, more poppy version of mad woman. Yeah. But also just like the flames and the fire. Mm-hmm. It, it just, it, I don't know. It just seemed very much like it tied in. And my, my supporting theory is that it's uh, Scooter Braun and his divorce with his wife. Yes. Um, but I also just want to say there's also theories to Kanye and and Kim more more just like about Kanye. And um I kind of think that like Taylor has purposely left a few of these more like stabbing songs a bit ambiguous. Mm-hmm. More just to fuck with Kanye. I don't think any of them are actually about him, but mm. I feel like if he listened to them, he'd be like, shit. She's singing about me, you know? That's just a theory I have. I get you. Um, yeah, but this this is a badass song. And I also love that the FBI tweeted, the, <laughs> if anyone knows about some white-collared crimes, to let them know. <laughs> like, that's the influence that this woman has. The FBI is quoting her song, and I love I it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, so what is your favorite lyric, Rachel? So mine, um, it's just the the bridge. Yeah. So I'll read it out. Um, but ladies always rise above. Ladies know what people want. Someone sweet and kind and fun. The lady simply had enough. And I'm like, burn. Yes. Burn. And, uh, you know, mentioning Mad Woman, that kind of reminds me. The, that line reminds me the most of that song for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I think it's a nice tie between those those two songs there. Um, so my favorite line is, I don't dress for women, I don't dress for men. Lately, I've been dressing for revenge. Banger. It's just, it's straight fire, straight fire. So good, so good. Okay. All right. Bejeweled. <laughs> Funniest I music video love- to date. Oh, so good. I love this song. Who do you think this one's about? Who do I think this one's about? Yeah. I think it's to Calvin mm-hmm. Harris um, because she was seen like dancing with Tom Hiddleston hmm. around their breakup. Interesting. Yes. But uh, I don't know. There are a couple meanings. I have I have a couple meanings here. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's a bit about releasing her work under mm-hmm. her own name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get that. also about a man who just doesn't see her shiny mm-hmm. anymore and you know kind of going back to like that nothing new and it's it's kind of her being like you know what I can still go out and yes. and shimmer I like to think that this one is um going back to tolerate it Ooh, if this yeah. was like you know, if we're if it was if we're looking at it from a character perspective, mm-hmm. I like to think that this is the woman from Tolerate It finally being like, "Fuck this shit," and I could still go out and sparkle. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. And I kind of just love the the reference of like you know they asked, "Do you have a man?" and I can still say, "I don't remember." Oh, and it's kind of so like good. I don't know. It's just one of those like good like fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can still get anyone I want. I'm Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like it's just very much about a man who's like put her down and yeah. – or men, you know, people in general who've put mm-hmm. her down and she can just rise up and be like, you know what? Nope. Yeah. And I think that's why like I kind of 
when I listen to it, I kind of hear another Jake song mm-hmm. because she was very in love yes. with him and he was being, he was just not great to her. Yeah. And, you know, she did kind of dull her sparkle. Absolutely. And and it is referencing a few of the songs on the Red album too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I bet you think about me. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure. I'm sorry. I'm just going off of no notes on that one there. But um, the shoes, you know, the shoes, the jewel, and well, even all too well. That's the mention of the jewel there. So like, I, I fully support. If this is a, a Jake song, mm-hmm. hands down, support that one as well. And I just hope that all the clubs are playing this. Same, because this is this is a club song. It is. What if Taylor was the one who gave him his organic shoes? <laughs> <laughs> fuck your couch chick fuck your couch chick and those fucking shoes, those fucking shoes. Uh, okay. okay this this song was so hard to pick a line for what's yours uh mine is i agree it was really hard but baby boy i think i've been too good of a girl mm, I love because it. i mm, this is like one that i actually have a person for and I just remember, like, over time throughout that relationship, I just kind of got, like, more and more, like, beat – not beat down. Like, just my energy really dulled. Mm-hmm. And kind of as that relationship was ending, I was like, no, I'm going to go back out into the world and really, like, be social and, like, meet new people, all this stuff that, it, like, yeah, I think that that line just really personally resonates with me. Yeah, no, I I love this song for being that thing that like just injects energy back into someone. Mm-hmm. And my favorite line is the chorus again. Um, sorry guys, and she's just writing banger choruses in this in this album, and I can't get enough of them. I agree. I agree. Shall we go into labyrinth? Yes. All right. I don't think this is about a specific person. No, nope. I really think this is about her, and I think it's about the different. Um, you know, it is kind of written in a kind of romantic way. I think we could say that it's written from the perspective of her going through her romantic relationships and, and like over time realizing like, oh, you know, this pain, it only hurts this much right now. Right. But, you know, then she's falling in love again. So that's kind of how I feel about it. This one, I could see it being on Evermore for sure. Yeah, I gave this one, I thought kind of folklore for this song because if if you listen to it, um, it really has an epiphany vibe to mm-hmm. it. Like it's just very breathy mm-hmm. um, in the music and and her voice. Also, I'm I'm with you on the theory of you know it's it's about all the time she's fallen in love and thought that that person would save her, mm-hmm. and it's that like fear yet joy of falling in love again but she's asking herself like hey how is the media gonna take it how is her heart gonna take it and like is this finally the one mm-hmm. so i think it's just really about like that person being excited that they're falling in love but also scared of it yeah yeah I and um you know going back to the media it's just like everyone around her is expecting her just to like bounce back from breakups and mm-hmm. the scrutiny that comes with it yeah Funny you should say that. That's my favorite line. You know how much I hate that everybody just expects me to bounce back just like that. And I think, again, kind of going back to um, what we mentioned about uh, in Lavender Haze, like they only see uh, a bride, uh, Mm -hmm. a one night or a wife. I think this also kind of ties into like powerful women Mm -hmm. 
and just women in general where, you know, like something really like heart wrenching can happen to them or even like, you know, we are forced to like, even if we're having like something super painful happening physically, like a super painful period, like we're just expected to like go about like everything's normal. Yeah. And that just, that line gets me in that sense. It like gets me in that way where it's just kind of like as a woman, we're not allowed to feel Mm -hmm. in society. So thoughts on that? (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. And it really is like a forgotten song, but it's a good song. It is a good I'm surprised song. more people aren't talking about this song. And mm-hmm. um, I, had a, I had quite a few favorite lines from here, but like the one that really stood out to me was the break up, break free, break through, break down. Ooh, and yeah. that's where I kind of got the idea of like, okay, this is like a cycle that mm-hmm. she feels like she's in. Yeah. And yeah. So that's those are my thoughts on Labyrinth. Nice. All right. Karma. I dance like no one is watching with this song. (gasps) This is a badass song wrapped in sunshine and cotton candy. It is. That was like my summary of the song. There you go. That's 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 what it means. That's it. it. Um, I think it's an incredible fuck you, Scooter. And um, again. And to everyone who's harmed her in the past. Anyone who's harmed her. Anyone on the list there. Um, Also, again, being ambiguous out of spite for Kanye. Mm-hmm. I think it I think it just relates. I think it's aimed at a lot of people. And there's so. like little hints of like, okay, that's your line. That's your line. That's your line. And um my friend doesn't know it, but I've kind of dubbed her the dubbed this song as her new anthem. <laughs> <laughs> it's you've told me about this. I think it's very well suited. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think this is just like a song for anyone who's just like, things are going well in their life and you're just like, fuck all of you. Yep. (laughs) Otherwise. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. Favorite lines? Favorite line. Um, let me get my, my purring kitty here. (laughs) Um, sweet like honey. Karma is a cat purring in my lap because it loves me. And then also... (gasps) Karma is the guy on the screen coming straight home to me. Oh, I love, I love it. that one. Okay. Oops, he's tangled. Oh, no, you're tangled. All right, so mine is trick me once, trick me twice. Don't you know the cash ain't the only price? It's coming back around. Yes. So good. So and good. Um, my other one, I hope I'm not like saying it wrong, but Ask me why so many fade, but I'm still here. I love because I'm like, yes, well. Taylor. Yes, yes, you are still them. here. Yeah, like so, so. Like a lot of her haters are just like, where are they now? Nowhere. Mm-hmm. Nowhere. Nowhere. No, they're in the Instagram comments. Uh huh. Being like, still involving themselves in the situation. It's like, if you don't care, why are you on Taylor Swift fan page? Yeah. Why are you still here? That's my question. That's mm-hmm. my question. Okay. Sweet nothing. Sweet nothing. Oh. I love the little like piano. Oh, so the nice. little piano in the beginning. Oh, it's so good. This is this is a no-brainer one. Joe wrote it with her. So Yeah. And I'm kind of he's the one playing the piano oh. as well. I think. I don't know. I kind of heard rumors that there was a piano version somewhere. I think there oh. is on like the target vine like lavender vinyl. Oh, okay. So maybe they take it like a little bit more. In the Slow. direction, but I wasn't really sure um, if he was also playing the piano on 
this version. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I love the song anyway. This one, this one it reminds me of my relationship. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are going to say that who are in a relationship. They're just like, <laughs> this, is, this is it. This is it for it. Um, yeah. And he's just, he's just her protector. You know, mm-hmm. like there's all this awful shit going on in the world and about her and, you know, everyone's just trying to tear her apart. And then he's just there at mm-hmm. home with like arms wide open and being humming that safe kitchen. spot. Oh, humming in the kitchen. That is my favorite line, actually. Like, you're in the kitchen humming. All that you ever wanted from me was sweet nothing. And that's what I love, too, because um, I feel like, especially at the stage of her life and fame and where she how huge she is everybody wants something from her mm-hmm. in some way or another and you know like even like kind of with that line like I also kind of hear like the whole re-recordings thing where even us as fans were like when's the next one yeah like what's the next re-recording like what's when's the next like all the easter eggs like what do they mean and stuff mm-hmm. like I'm sure like sometimes she's like can I just like go on vacation for yeah. a little bit <laughs> So that 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 kind of gets me too. Um, I have two favorite lines. Go for it. My first one is, on the way home, I wrote a poem. You say, what a mind. This happens all the time. I love that. Because like, again, kind of going like, you know, he is her protector, but like also like her biggest supporter and yes. fan. Yeah. It's probably like kind of interesting, like being in love with an artist. Mm-hmm. In that way where I can imagine literally every single day, she's like, I wrote another poem. And he's like, awesome. Amazing. I love it. And I, I, you know, I was kind of having a similar thought the other day that, um, you know, being with an artist and, you know, they, they pull on their life experiences and especially going through all these re-recordings. What has that been like for Joe to be mm-hmm. like, okay, she's singing about like other guys yeah. And 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 I think it just takes someone who's so selfless to be like, no, she is just like doing her thing and I'm here to mm-hmm. support her. Like she's not with any of these guys. She's with me. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that takes a very confident man well, to, to deal with back, that. Because I bet going- many like would not be able to handle um yeah. her singing these like some of them love songs about mm-hmm. other people, you know? Well, tying it back to Lavender Hayes, they're bringing up her history, but he's not even listening. Ah, uh, there we go. Look at that. There we go. Look at that. He's Joe's a good man. He is a good man. Um, and this one just really gets me, and that's and the voices that implore you should be doing more. To you, I can't admit that I'm just too soft for all of it. That one hit personally. That one hits me personally so hard. Yeah. Just like at the stage of life yes. I'm currently in where it just feels like everybody wants a piece mm-hmm. of you. And sometimes like you're like, I kind of just want to like be a coastal grandmother. Yeah. And live the cottage core life. That sounds awesome. With my cats. Yeah. Like I don't want to do, I don't want to do this shit. I don't want to do this. I don't work anymore. <laughs> it's no. like, I just, just want to go to the beach. <laughs> yes. So I, yeah, that one, um, you know, the, the first line, I love that for Taylor. Yes. The second line, it just hits me too hard personally. So It's a great song. I, I This is, is definitely going to go down as a classic in the love songs. And I find sometimes like, I don't know if we're all just a little little messed up, but we always seem to be addicted to the songs that are more painful. Mm-hmm. And 
the love songs were like, yeah, it's a good song. It's good. Yeah. But like this is one of the ones where I've been like, I love this song because it's mm-hmm. gentle, because it's like just talking about someone who who loves you unconditionally. Agreed. Agreed. Mastermind. So Mastermind, the last track of the original 13 before the 3 a.m. version came out. Yes. All right. I think that romantically this is about Joe. Mm-hmm. I agree. And But I also think it can be about her fans. I agree. Dual yeah. meaning on this song for sure. I think so. I think it's – really, I think it's about her fans, but she wrote it in a romantic way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think so too. And actually, if you go watch the lyric video on this song, it's the clock and it's like going through the inner workings of the clock. Mm-hmm. Um, instantly, the when I, second I saw it, I was just like, oh my gosh, this reminds me of her videos when she was releasing her vault tracks on Fearless. Mm-hmm. Where the vault was opening and it was like coming out. Mm-hmm. And that was for the fans, right? Like, okay, yeah. here's like this cryptic message of all the songs backwards and you're hearing them for the first time. Mm-hmm. So I, I fully support like this is actually a song to her fans of yeah. how uh, smart she is. Like this woman plans. She plots. She does plot. She wants to make those people – Love her and have it seem effortless. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just have one favorite line. Yeah. And it's, you see, all the wisest women had to do it this way because we were born to be the pawn in every lover's game. Ouch. Which that I was, was just like, facts. It was facts. And I think, too, you know, if we look at it um, from, like, you know, a fan's perspective and her putting herself out there in the world, like, you know, she does kind of have to be more like of a mastermind mm-hmm. like all women yeah. sort of do to get to these places in life where they are you know far along in their careers and powerful and such because the world doesn't make it easy no for women to do that kind of thing so you know you kind of have to be a bit calculating which then of course gets used against used against us but you know that's this for another day <laughs> yeah but also off that it's just um you know women are always painted to be scheming, but mm-hmm. this is Taylor owning. Like, yeah, yeah, I fooled you all. Schemer. You know, like, I think it's like, the, it's the time now that women can own up and being like, yeah, I had to plot out my every move because, um, you know, things just don't fall into our laps. We have to to work a little harder for it. Exactly. So, I don't know. I love, I love her taking ownership on it. And my favorite line is, um, I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian because I care. <laughs> I love. I feel like that was like right to the fans. Like that was just like looking at you guys. I put all these Easter eggs in here because I know you love it and I love you. Mm -hmm. Agreed. All right. Three a.m. Bonus track. Yes. Starting off with the great war. Mm -hmm. You have a theory for this one. I know that you do. I do. I do. So um, I think this is actually about her friendships. And I originally was like trying to think of a friend in particular, but um, I think it's more all of her friendships that have actually stayed with her through the highs and lows. Because like Mm -hmm. a common theme I I find in this album is like, you know, there are people who just hang on when it's convenient, but when it gets like bumpy and dark, you know, they leave her. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it's kind of a song to them. And it's acknowledging like how 
you know, she, she tried to cut off the world, right? Like she drew the curtains and um, wanted to drink her po- poison alone. But mm-hmm. there were people in her life that were reaching for her still mm-hmm. and saying like, no, like I'm not going to leave your side. I'm going to stand with you through this. And yeah, so I, I really think that this is a song to them. Yeah, I agree. And I think too, um, I'm going to take it a step further and maybe I just like made this up on my drive this morning, but I think there is like an air to the song as well of like forgiving those in the past mm-hmm. who have wronged her. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like towards the end, like the one uh, line that sticks out to me that really made me think that this was, and it's one of my favorites was, we can plant a memory garden, say a solemn, pl- say a solemn prayer, place a poppy in my hair. Yeah. Where it's uh, like that line kind of speaks to me of like, you know, you were a friend to me in the past. Mm-hmm. We're not friends anymore, but we can forgive each other and not continue this fighting. Yeah. And that's why I originally really thought this song was about Carly Kloss because mm-hmm. they were so close and like true best friends. And then, you know, shit went down and like the media gets involved and it was like a huge feud and all of that. Um but since then, they've kind of moved on from it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there was even like Selena Gomez. Um, you know, they have been through some some highs and lows, and they they treat each other like sisters. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to find more about it, but um, I think when uh, Selena was with Justin Bieber, I guess like Taylor didn't really approve mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. and I think that caused it, it, like it caused a bit of a riff in their friendship. At the mm-hmm. time, but now they like they've come back and they've been stronger than ever. Yeah. So I don't know. I just I you know had my original theories, and then I just kind of think like there's so many people that this song is for in her yeah. life. I get you. Do you have a favorite? I do. Lyric. So my favorite lyric is "All that bloodshed, crimson clover, the sweet dream was over." Yeah. Oh, oh, it just, it's one of those, it sounds good. It's reminiscent, um, kind of bad blood. And I know like bad blood was not during like her big friendship riffs, Mm -hmm. but I still felt like it tied really well into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was more like, like bad blood was more about like no forgiveness. Yeah. Where this one is forgiveness. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, so my favorite is, you said I had to trust more freely, but Diesel is desire. You were playing with fire. Mm. I don't know why. I don't have like any specific thoughts about it, but I just love the way she says it. Yes. So, okay. Bigger than the whole sky. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, this is probably one of the saddest songs. Mm-hmm. And I think fans have really taken this one as their own. Yes. And it's it's heartbreaking because like I've seen things where um, people have said like it's helping them process loss, like a miscarriage, mm-hmm. loss of a friend or family member, someone close to them. And it's it's a dark song, but it's also mm-hmm. about healing and processing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. Yeah. So I, I kind of have three theories unless do you want to say a little Yeah. Bit? So I have – I'll like share the one – I thought it was when mm-hmm. I first listened and it did speak 
relationships, like a romantic relationship. And to me, it speaks like the loss of what should have been your person um, because of the fact that when she says, um, I'm never going to meet what could have been, should have been, what like should have been you. Yeah. I looked at it as she's met that person before mm-hmm. who seemed like they would be the one and that her everything. And when that relationship ended so suddenly and she's like, oh, wow, like I'm this is like over. I thought this was going to be my person. I could see that feeling of being like, I'm never going to meet anybody like this ever again. And that's what it said to me at the beginning. And then um, I did hear the perspective that it was about a miscarriage, which I don't know if I really think it's about that, but now listening back to it through that lens, it hurts that much more. Oh, yeah. And that's that's the one where like I'm I'm hoping it's not her and I wouldn't be surprised if it was like um, – I think you were the one telling me about this, like a friend mm-hmm. or just like helping people process in general because um, I, I feel like the song's open to that. Mm-hmm. It's open to processing the kind of grief that you need to. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. Yeah, so I I have a couple theories. That is one of them, um, mm-hmm. being um, about miscarriage. Um, I'm kind of hoping not, mm-hmm. and for some reason I just don't think it was like Taylor in particular. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it would be about her exactly. And yeah. um, I was just kind of thinking as we were talking here, it reminds me a lot of Ronan, mm. and how she kind of wrote that song. For, for his family. Mm-hmm. So, like I wouldn't be surprised if this was done in a similar way yeah. to someone close to her and mm-hmm. like whether it was like a miscarriage or any type of loss. Yeah. Um, and then I also kind of was thinking about Forever Winter. Mm. Yeah. So Forever Winter, that was – Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm <of> – Mental <laughs> health. And um, it was actually for her brother mm. who was going through a really hard time and um, – that's when she wrote that song for him. And so I don't know. I was just kind of like had the feeling like, okay, like it could be about this as well. Like, you know, the suicide in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my first theory and the one that I'm still going to stick with when it pertains to Taylor. Okay. Like I'm not talking about like how people have kind of made it their own. I'm talking about like what she was going through possibly when she wrote this and it was COVID and losing Loverfest. And, um, you know, she's come out and said, I believe it was in the Long Pond Studio sessions that, you know, she didn't know what to do because her whole Mm -hmm. life was just like going and going and, you know, tours, writing, recording, back on tour, all of this. Like she'd been doing it for years and never stopped. But then Mm -hmm. the whole world stopped. And mm-hmm. the um, era that was supposed to be Lover, and you know she had to cancel all of her tour dates. Um, no one really knew what was happening mm-hmm. in the world at that time. Like it was really scary, and she had to just you know sit at home and not do any of these things. Mm-hmm. So I think it's still in general it's about processing a loss, and so for her, like potentially it's like her processing the loss of of this album to her mm-hmm. that she was supposed to have. And it was like all ready to go. You know, she had to return the the ticket money to her fans. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and the thing that hinted me towards that, just because I found this line like a little out of place and it was, did some bird flap its wing over Asia? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm reading into that wrong, but that was just kind of what put me onto the COVID relation. And then mm-hmm. I was just trying to think about like, okay, well, what did she lose during COVID? And it was mm-hmm. the lover tour. Mm-hmm. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I do love how vague oh, this song yeah. really is that it's, it really is very reminiscent of like folklore and evermore where you can take so many different meanings from it that are so personal. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is the song that can be personal to anyone. I find Yeah, it's, it's just open for people to, to grieve with it. Mm-hmm. Um, my, favorite- and I feel like yeah. that meaning will change for, yes. you know, me over time yeah. as things happen. And I think it's just, it's a good grief, grieving song. Yes. Like it's, it's literally written to help you process. Like that's its mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love it. And I, I love the line. I've got a lot to pine about. I've got a lot to live without. Mm-hmm. And that's just that openness, right? Like mm-hmm. we all have something that maybe we pine for. Mm-hmm. And we have to accept that we're going to live without it. Yeah. <laughs> um, mine is very short. Uh, and it was, you were more than just a short time. Because, mm. again, can mean so many things. Yeah, yeah, it really can. Like, you know, discussions we've had previously, it's just like it doesn't matter how long something happened for, it doesn't make it any less meaningful. Exactly. Okay, so into like happy, happy, happy. <laughs> um, Paris. I don't really have a lot of thoughts about this song. It doesn't hit me very hard. No, it's like, kind of reminding me of like um, "Message in a Bottle," which was like, yeah, okay, guys. It was not my favorite song on yeah on um, the Red album. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one just kind of reminds me of it. Like it's fun. It's upbeat. It's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. So again, I don't know. Maybe it was kind of like – well, really, it's about – I think it's about Joe. I had like Mm -hmm. original theories where it was like about a friendship, like maybe her Mm -hmm. and Lena. But after I kind of sat with it a little bit, I'm like, no, it's a a Joe song. So keeping their relationship private, but like enjoying it and ignoring what's happening around them. Yeah. And like I know too with what Taylor said, like the original 13, I really like the concept – album mm-hmm. and these are like letting us in on the other songs they writ- they wrote on the way to choosing those 13 they're like i kind of think this is like a predecessor to other songs that were dedicated to joe yep. on the original you know yes so yeah i don't have i don't have a lot of thoughts i have i have a line do you I have, have a line? line i have a line okay oh my line oh do you want to go no, you go uh Privacy sign on the door and on my page and on the whole world. That's a good one. I love it. I like it that. is a good one, which is why I think like I'm like, yeah, it's about Joe because this feels very like, you know, 2016 drama. Yes. And like when she went dark on social media and stuff. So yeah, just that's what got me. Yeah. No, that's that's definitely a key line right there. Okay. Mine's more fun because I just thought it was a good time. It mm-hmm. is. All the outfits were terrible, 2003 unbearable. Fair. I just thought it was so funny. (laughs) They are unbearable. (laughs) Yeah. And then like going back to um, them ignoring it, it was just like, uh, did you see the photos 
no, but thanks though. Like I thought mm-hmm. like, that's another nod to just being like, no, we're just ignoring. Like we don't care. Yeah. Okay. Hi, infidelity. Gives me illicit affairs vibes. Probably because they're yes. both about infidelity. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think it's about Calvin Harris. I'm going with that too. Um, yeah. Because around that time, again, that was like when their relationship was ending and she was caught dancing with Tom Hiddleston. I believe it was around the 2016. No, whoops. I don't know. It was in April, obviously. <laughs> like April 29th. Um, it was before they started dating. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it was kind of an in-between of like her and Calvin were fading out. Tom was coming in. Mm-hmm. And I find it's kind of a ballsy song because she's legit going and being like, I cheated on you. What are you mm-hmm. going to do about it? Like, yeah. You know? Like, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't really know much about her and Calvin's relationship. I haven't read into it very much. But it just doesn't seem like it was very equal. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like very condescending. And like I, I saw a few things like he would say like, oh, she's going on a break, you know. Yeah. It, it, like he would just kind of say things about it. It just doesn't sound like he really loved her, mm-hmm. which is very fitting for this song because literally it says like, you know, there's there's many ways to kill your love. Like loving them is enough is not one of them. Like like that's that's one of mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, again, this is one of those songs where it's like, oh, yeah, this is a very autobiographical album because mm-hmm. she's just going out and she's like yep i did this i did this and it's just like i just i love how honest she's being mm-hmm. and i love how um you know i'm, I'm glad i don't relate to this song no. but i do love how uh intricate and complicated yeah. this song makes it seem because like it's it's not like she was just like oh yeah i just feel like cheating mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like they're there was how it's written, like there were so many reasons and things that added up to putting her in that space. And the line that really gets me and like affirms this for me, and I didn't actually know this is what she's saying, but when I read it, I was like, oh, this hits me. Um, I'd pay if you'd just know me seemed like the right thing at the time. Oh. Right? Interesting. I know. I did not know that's what she was saying but when I read it I was like oh that's that's rough yeah (laughs) like I I feel like I've been in that relationship before and I I can't speak for you but just like when you thought that that person was going to be right for you for a certain period of time and they presented in a way that they were like oh yeah like you're like really like close to me and stuff but they actually do not know you at all and they don't care yeah Ouch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I had a couple more things because there's the um, the line I'm just paraphrasing here. Um, good husband, bad omen. And people were saying like, is that her singing about Jennifer Aniston's divorce to Brad Pitt? Because apparently there were a lot of similarities oh. there as well, especially like there was something I guess that I guess they split or he was caught with um, Angelina Jolie around like April 29th. So I don't know. I feel like there's some parallels in there. But I also want to go back to that um, Taylor asking about like, do you really want to know what I was doing on April 29th? Um, I think it's also a question to the fans as well. Because, you know, she's saying to them, do you really want to know about something that I did that was bad? Because I feel like so many people paint her as perfect and she's not perfect. Like she's literally trying to tell us like, I'm not perfect. You know, I've been wrong. I've done bad things. And it 
it's kind of like just that question of being like, are you sure you want to know about this? Mm -hmm. No. So my favorite line was, put on your records and regret me. Yes. I love that. And then I also love like the ooze that she does near the end. Mm -hmm. They're so fun. Gotcha. Okay. Glitch. Again, I don't have a lot of thoughts. I don't either. I think this is a Joe song Mm -hmm. um, because uh, she's come out and said, you know, like, we were kind of friends. It started the hookup, and then it kind of like turned into everything, like this huge mm-hmm. relationship, right? So I think it's just her talking about like, wow, I didn't see that one coming. Like this was just supposed to be really casual, mm-hmm. um, and then it became like my whole world. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah. My mm-hmm. favorite line are uh, is uh, "Nights are so starry, a blood moonlit." Hmm. Just nice imagery. That is nice imagery. Mine is, again, because I find it funny, is a brief interruption, a slight malfunction. I'd go back to wanting dudes who give nothing. (laughs) And I'm just like, Taylor, stop attacking me, right? So, yeah, that's my favorite. It kind of like makes me giggle in the way that the uh, snow on the beach, my my flight was awful line makes me giggle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? Would have, could have, should have. I have a lot. I have a lot of feelings about this. Uh, so do I. Oh my gosh. First of all, fuck you, John Mayer. Yeah. I scream this in the car yes. when I am singing it. And I probably do it multiple times a day. I think this is one of the best damn songs she's ever written. I think so too. I just want to start with the opening instrumentals. Mm-hmm. It's giving me 90s grunge. Yeah. Like semi-sonic closing time. Yeah. It's it's all there. I feel like this is like the lost rock album that I know we need. We need a rock album like this. Maybe it's Just an this. Easter egg for a new rock album coming from her in a few years. I hope so. <laughs> I really do hope so because it's just so good. Like just how it's written, how it's sung. Like this mm-hmm. is where we're like, oh, this is a different Taylor. We don't we haven't heard this before. This is the angry Taylor. Yes. And this like you can really hear her vocal range in this song because like I don't know if you've found this too where in a lot of um her like more poppy like a lot of the songs on the main 13 when she goes high she goes very airy Mm -hmm. where with this one like when she's going high she's going powerful yes you can hear the power and um I love it just because it's easier to sing along to that power than Mm -hmm. it is breathy um, yes. It's a good song to sing. And oh, man. And we just don't get that. I find like we don't get it as often, I find, in like the last few albums because they are very poppy. So she's very airy with it. Yes. But this is very like this gives me like belting out red vibes, yeah. like which is the power she brings to the song. Yeah. I um, have a feeling. I wonder if Speak Now, some of the vault tracks, or even like, you know, how she's kind of like tweaked some of the original songs. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it's going to come out more this way. I do I too, so. because like, like this is that awesome. was also, it is. And like kind of going to what we said when we were talking about Red Taylor's version, how a lot of her vault tracks, she couldn't have released at the time because the media would just like tear her down. Oh, yeah. And be like, oh, she's fucking crazy. Like if she's got some angry Speak Now vault tracks, she can release them at this time and people be like, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, we're here for it. You know, we're like kind of, I don't, when when the original Speak Now is kind of coming out, it was like she was very like that girl next door 
oh, vibe. She totally had the girl next door. Like this was what her third album. Still very mm-hmm. young. She's like yeah, she nineteen to be exact. John yeah, at thirty two. Yeah, and um, you know, even though she was big, she didn't have the clout mm-hmm. behind her. You know that staying power, where. You know, we, we talked about that a lot on the Red album with those vault tracks being like, if she released this shit back then, like, she would have been canceled, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, for sure. But now, like, she's just kind of like, like, I don't want to say anyone is ever too big to fail, but I think just where the world is now, where it comes to, like, women being – or, sorry, girls being groomed at young mm-hmm. ages. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna use that reference in this song because it's, it's totally relevant. Yeah. Um, and just like women being pushed around and, and put down and all of that. Like we now live in a time where things are coming out and yeah. there is a bit more like change and tolerance. So like now is the time to put these more aggressive, angry, like this is really what happened songs on. Yeah, this the song, I'm not going to like share why, but it does hit me a bit. A few personal chords mm-hmm. and the bridge itself like really gets me. So can I read it out? Yeah, go for it. This is my favorite part of the whole album. I love to sing it. If clarity's in death, then why won't this die? Years of tearing down our banners, you and I. Living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. Mm. Like you said, this was grooming for yeah. sure. But I think too, like a lot of us who got into um, toxic relationships mm-hmm. really young and you know, perhaps like lost our virginity and such in a way that we wouldn't have wanted to looking back. I feel like that last line of like giving back, give me back my girlhood, it was mine first can really like tug some heartstrings. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say on that. (laughs) No, no. I think like so many people are being hit with that, with that bridge there that um, it's absolutely like, it's just kind of like reflecting back and being like, oh my gosh, like this happened. And like, yeah, I kind of, regret it Mm -hmm. and um so so my favorite part kind of falls right after there is like and i damn sure never would have danced with the devil at 19 and the Mm -hmm. god's honest truth is that the pain was heaven now that i'm Mm -hmm. grown i'm scared of ghosts memories feel like weapons Mm -hmm. and i think that just ties so well in like she's reflecting back and being like like i i should not have done that but it's also going back to the moment and the feelings and honoring those mm-hmm. and just being like, it felt so good though. Yeah. And, and that's I think that's what makes it things complicated in life. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we can do things that we're like, oh man, I really shouldn't have done that. But like, man, at the time, like it was so important. Mm-hmm. Felt like I should have been doing that. Um, so I feel like it's a bit of a battle. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like you're like, oh, but this was something that like made me so happy. At that mm-hmm. time, and now, like, I look back and I'm like, oh, like, shouldn't, yeah, I should not have done that. Like, look, like, my older self would not, would tell my younger self not to do it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of honoring at the same time, as, as much as honoring as there is acknowledgement. It's a, this is a heavy song. Like, I don't know. There's, there's so many heavy songs. I feel like this is the heaviest song on the album. Like, they're all, <laughs> they're all so weighted. That it, this one's very heavy though. This one is is really heavy. It's really dark, and I think it's it's kind of like trying to get to forgiveness mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah, you know, it's it's a tough one. Yeah. Well, okay. Last Entering one. into another tough one, dear reader. Whew. Uh, really, just ending the album with a couple punches. You know. Yeah. 
just cry. Yeah. Just go go cry. Um, yeah, I, I think that this is, you know, kind of Taylor Taylor's diary mm-hmm. per se, but I think she is speaking to the world who yeah. puts so much emph- emphasis on her to be a role model and be who they want her to be. Yes. And she's like, yo, <laughs> you shouldn't be listening to me. <laughs> yeah, like you shouldn't be taking me for personal advice here. Yeah, and like um, – you know, it's not like my my favorite line, but like it really gets pulled home where she says like, you should find another guiding light, but I shine so bright. Yep. Where she's kind of like, I think in her darkest moments where, you know, maybe her thoughts aren't in a good place and such, and she knows her fans look to her for so much. Mm-hmm. She's like, you should not be looking to me for advice. Yeah. But, you know, she is kind of that's energy that pulls people in and I think her acknowledging like I shine so bright acknowledges that so I I totally agree with you on this one it's it's her diary speaking to her about all of her past lessons but it's also her speaking to her fans and I think that line um never take advice from someone who's falling apart it's very personal because I feel Mm -hmm. there are people that she has taken advice from in her life um Mm -hmm. who are probably not the best people to look up to and and listen to. But again, it's also her going to her fans saying, you know what, like I'm falling apart and, you know, you shouldn't be taking advice from me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very personal song, very personal. Yes. A um, lot of moments in that one. And I have, I've got two favorite lines here. So the first one is, um, when you aim at the devil, make sure you don't miss. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's like all of her times when she's tried to like retaliate and maybe it like didn't go well mm-hmm. um and then the other one which is i find like one of the status lines is so i wander through these nights i prefer hiding in plain sight my fourth drink in my hand these desperate prayers of a cursed man i get you and, and i feel like that really just wraps up what the 13 nights are mm-hmm. you know it's her just wandering around and like overthinking all of this stuff and um just just really breaking down over it. Mm-hmm. I get you. That was like, I think, the first time we overlapped on a favorite line. Awesome. Hey, we did really awesome. good. Awesome. We did really good. Well, well, I do have a second one, so it's all good. Um, and it's like probably like a verse. Mm-hmm. So it's good that I only can say the one. And that's, to a house, not a home, all alone because nobody's there, where I pace in my pen and my friends found friends who care. No one sees when you lose when you're playing solitaire. Oh, that that's also a really heavy line too. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm sure I'm sure she feels that way. So, like my friends found friends who care. Yeah. Like I find that I like she probably like I can imagine she just feels so lonely sometimes and feels like just there aren't people around for her. Yeah, and I think it's her also trying to give like a a glimpse into what her life really is to the fans. Mm -hmm. Just going to cry now. All right. We did it. We made it. We made it. I don't know if I really can, but should we like list out like our top fives at the moment? I don't even think I can. Maybe I can. No. I can I do it in not in particular order. Yeah, yeah. Like, just like, okay. They don't have to be like, this is my favorite one. Okay. Here, but- I'm going to be like, I list all 10 or something. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, shit. Lavender Haze. Um, You're on your own, kid. Mm-hmm. Midnight Rain. Vigilante shit. 
Ah, shit. Nice. I'm going over already. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't. Um, that's I'm just really picking it random because and I'm, I don't know, bejeweled karma. Oh, God. Okay, I can't. I Sorry, I fail. Okay. I, I, I do have a bit more. Say, but I'm like, well, I can't say the first track. <laughs> <laughs> I do have mine a bit more solid. So I can share I can share mine in order. So Antihero is my favorite song. Oh, interesting. At the moment. I feel like it just what I'm going through right now, it really like hits me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I definitely resonate with that a lot. And I just have way too much fun belting it out in the car. Maroon is my second. Mm, love it. Followed up by Would Have, Could Have, Should Have. Yep. Midnight Rain. Yeah. It's just so good. Bejeweled. Oh, nice. I like it. And actually, Bejeweled and Antihero are fighting right now for the top spot because I have so much fun with Bejeweled. Yes, it's such a And it's funny because, okay, I have to just put it in here, but you know how um, I just make my boyfriend listen to every single Taylor Swift album with me on repeat when it comes out. Uh, I like to think I'm slowly turning him into a Swifty. Anyway, Midnight's is his favorite Taylor Swift album. And he's like, I stand by. I think this is the best one she's ever, ever put out. Excellent. So we've pulled him over to the other side. Anyway, Bejeweled is his least favorite song <laughs> on the album. But I keep singing it at random times during the day. Like, I'll just start singing it when we're cooking dinner or something. And he's like, it's almost like you know <laughs> that this one isn't my favorite. And I'm like, I'm trying to pull you over to my side. <laughs> like you'll get used to it soon. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. I probably, I'm going to say Lavender Haze right from the beginning was the one that was probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. And and my boyfriend as well was like texting me lyrics from it. Aww. <laughs> and I was just texting him lyrics back and like, yeah, we were playing around with it. It was fun. I, <laughs> I love that song. I think that I, I would say that's, that's currently probably my, my favorite. Nice. Well, we did it. We, yeah, we did it. We hope you guys enjoyed this. You're still along here. Um, you know, we've probably said some things that you don't agree with and maybe some things that uh, you do. If you have any theories, though, that we didn't talk about, definitely send us an email to teawithlaurarachel at gmail.com because I love learning about new theories. And mm-hmm. really, like, the theories are, are just fun, right? Because Taylor yeah. never really comes out and says, like, oh, this song is about this in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really there for like just us fans to be like, oh, what about that? What about that? Like, it's just like a fun game mm-hmm. kind. So, you know, we probably have some theories that you didn't agree with or maybe some that you've never heard of. So I hope you enjoyed that. And um, again, another like thing that's great about Taylor songs is like you can make them personal. Mm-hmm. the more I listen to, like I'm making them more personal, but this is definitely the one album, like I said earlier at the beginning of the episode, that is probably the least personal to me mm-hmm. because it's very specific, but I still love it. Like I, I absolutely still love it because I want to know everything that's going on with Taylor. Yeah. And hopefully, um, you know, we are in our current relationships that this would really hit home oh, if we were no longer in them. So like, we just got to keep it together. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> I don't, I don't want to relate hard to some of these. No, um, I relate to a few of these songs, not at all. No. Um, also, uh, on our email, guys, if you also 
feel like vigilante shit was inspired by the Batman, please let me know. Oh <laughs> I feel very alone. Confirmation here. I don't know. I think you're onto something. I feel like you should maybe post this theory somewhere, like maybe on the on the Taylor. Yeah, but I'm like, Swift I'm scared Reddit. of those. I'm scared of those anonymous opinion yeah. Taylor Swift pages. That's true. Because like either people are really going to agree with me or I'm going to or like I'm not going to like the comment section. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah. we hope that you'll share this episode with any other Swifties out there. Um, and we hope that you had fun. We have a ton mm-hmm. of other Taylor Swift episodes as well. We've uh, covered analysis on quite a few of them so far. And mm-hmm. uh, we also have the folklore story. That's a one day we will post the Evermore story one. It's it's there. We just need to sit down and do it, but we're very excited about that one. Um, mm-hmm. And one day maybe we should do Fearless as well because we kind of skipped over <laughs> Fearless. Oh yeah, we didn't do that. I think because then Red when by the time we were ready to do it, Red Taylor's version just came out, and then we still had to do Evermore. Yeah, yeah, we were a little backlog on the Taylor. Taylor's just been so gracious and uh, yes. giving us lots of content to talk about because, like, we could talk about this any day of the week. Mm-hmm. So, and we do, yeah, we do, and we absolutely do. <laughs> so, yeah, well, I'm hoping "Speak Now" is coming out next. There was a lot of Easter eggs in Bejeweled. Yes, there was a ton of them. So, and um, may the odds be ever in our favor for getting tickets to her upcoming tour. Oh my God, please! That's just like. The one thing we're hoping for in 2023 right now. Yeah. I'll spend all my money on it. I mean, like, we have a budget, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we don't go too over budget on getting two tickets. So yeah. anyway, um, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. Live like yes. Live like tea. <laughs> <laughs>